trees. Each member aligns himself with a tree, particularly trees such as the Celtic Autumn alphabet used by Irish Druids. Pantheons. Identifying with deities is empowering. Book of all should be careful to honor the gods while doing so. Totems. Each member represents a powerful totem, animal totem, or even a magical creature such as a griffin or chimera. Venomous animals. Members name themselves after poisonous creatures, toads, scorpions, or perhaps everyone is named for a type of poisonous snake. Such cabals often specialize in martial arts or assassination. Circus. Members assume roles from under the big top, ringleader, lion tamer, acrobat, clown, baseball. Members fill certain positions and so explore how America's pastime really is a metaphor for the nation. As evidenced by this list, the possibilities for symbolic cabals are nearly endless due to their inherent nature as well as the uncanny events that tend to follow them around. Mages attract supernatural attention, most of which is unwanted. Many awaken can see through the disguises and illusions behind which other supernatural creatures hide. Those entities find the ability intensely disturbing, to say the least, and are likely to take whatever steps they deem necessary to maintain their secrecy. In the case of the vampire or savage lycanthrope, that generally means the death of the offending mage. A will walker is in a much better position to survive this attention if he is in a cabal. A vampire might be able to take on one mage or even two, but a whole cabal of practitioners of the arcane arts is a threat that even powerful supernatural entities would rather avoid. Furthermore, mages might be inclined to set aside their differences if they share a single agenda. The most obvious of these is the defeat of a common foe, but other agendas that might draw a cabal together include exploration of some portion of the Shadow Realm, guarding a shared secret, or creating some great enchanted item. Given the abilities possessed by even a single mage, the task or the tasks that bring a cabal together are often truly daunting. Simple companionship might be enough to cause a mage to work with others. A lone mage is a great risk of falling prey to madness. As they say, power corrupts. In the case of, ma case of mages, a paradox can intensify that, that tendencies by shrouding a sorcerer 
in a various in, in various forms of madness by recognizing the incipient symptoms of paradox triggered ailments peers can intervene before the situation becomes critical even if a mage has already fallen prey a trusted member of her cabal can be all that's needed to bring her back to sanity in the world of darkness any mage who is not part of a cabal is immediately sus suspect because of that fact and seemingly saying behavior is not a defense a solitary awakened who does not evince signs of madness is reputation territory politics among mages have a way of balkanizing and no balkanizing the awakened community mages are so focused on establishing and then defending their sanctums that they often neglect to work together for any sort of overarching goal there is little more communication between mages on different coasts than there is between carpenters or ha hackers. That said, the awakening community isn't that big, and a cabal whose actions are significantly noteworthy can gain a reputation. A reputation can be a double-edged sword. While it might be nice to be recognized, it can also be dangerous. A cabal with a particularly good reputation is at greater risk of succumbing to hubris. One with a reputation for dubious ethics is more likely to attract the notice of those who want the group to engage in shady activities on their behalf. Once a cabal has made a name for itself in the region in which it's based, that name spreads. One letter, phone call, or mystic sending at a time until members are well known, at least in certain circles, should perform in others on others' behalf, keeping in mind that others may think of members primarily as tools for furthering personal agendas. Common Cause Although rivalries and enmities certain, certainly occur between the cabals, the cabal mates, they usually take the second stage when the circle when the circle's goals are at stake. In the dark years following the fall of Atlantis, mage cabals of ten provided the sole unifying vision for otherwise desperate will workers. Some goals were even regarded by members as high ideas to uphold, purposes worth dying for. Members put collective members put collectives needs above their own, or rather 
the needs of the cabal became their own. The, the group gave a mage a source of identity and roots or within a region or community. Solitary mages were often wanderers forced from the region by local cabals and distrusted or shunned by foreign societies. Despite the more libertine nature of mages in the modern world, cabals today are much as they were in the past, single institutions that serve as sorcerers, homes, and families in one. Protocols Cabals are founded around a protocol, the creed of a circle, and some magical oaths to which members must adhere. A protocol is set in stone as an oath, even if it's not magically sealed as such, and can be changed only by the agreement of two-thirds of the group, group's membership. Most cabals that follow Atlantean customs adopt a heraldic sign as a symbol of their word and authority for use in magic and as a means of communicating certain concepts without resorting to words. For example, a wavern on a crest signifies a cabal prepared to match poison barb for poison barb. Networking. Cabals often engage in trading favors with other groups, both neighboring and foreign. Respective members are enlisted to live up to their favors. If one cabal owes another aid for services rendered in war against seers of the throne or banishers, perhaps, it is expected to respond when that other calls for some cabals no when 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 that other calls for help one or more members are then sent out to render that aid some cabals provide resources not necessarily in money but in magic and lore such as a well-stocked library Allowing outsiders to use one's library is, is a good means of gaining favors. So a unique library is an asset not only to the members of the group, but to other mages as well. Cabals tend to keep good records of who owes them favors and what kind, and also track what they owe to others and how they might least repay such debts. Among mages, debts aren't just handshakes or even legal contracts. They're most often magical oaths. They, there are consequences for refusing to repay a debt when it's called due. This usually takes the form of a curse, but there might be other repercussions, demons or other spirits of vengeance might appear, for example. 
punishment depends on the degree of magic other of magical power woven into the oath and on the degree of worldly power and no worldly power in the debtor can call upon in retribution. Mystical Orders While some mages prefer to walk alone or spurn any form of society or structure, structure that might impede them in their quest for power, most are drawn to join one of the mystical orders. The arbors of awakened life are too rigorous to trust to self-initiation. Once you know about the supernatural world, it knows about you. Mages need someone to watch their backs, and a cabal is not always enough. A mystical order provides a greater network for a mage. Not only for defense, but also for furthering, for the furthering of her power. To join an order, a will worker must seek initiation. Initiation is a sacred ceremony that commits the applicant to the goals of the sorcery and the order to the fostering of the mage. It's a symbolic death of the newly awakened mage as he leaves behind what he was and is reborn as a novice to the magical arts of his order. The initiation process varies a great deal. Even within an order, a Mysterium Mage's introduction may be a, pray a prayerful, orderly rite or of acceptance, a magical baptism, or a scholarly introduction into the esoteric elements of his order's practices. In Adamantine arrows initiation could be a trial by ordeal, like hanging from an ashtray as a sacrifice for Odin. Once the process of initiation is complete, the initiative, the initiate has access to the secrets of his new order, at least it's readily accessible ones, including the steps of learning its rotes, its codified spells, and codified spells.